Welcome back to the Advent Calendar House. A salute to all holiday specials from the must-watch classics to the lost treasures at the bottom of the bargain bin. And today's special falls squarely in the latter category. We're talking turkey today as we dig up and dig into a Thanksgiving special from the creator of ALF, Paul Fusco. So join us as we get off at the wrong bus stop and end up in 1983 for a Thanksgiving tale. I am nearsighted, hard of hearing turkey with a dream of making it in showbiz, Mike Westfall. And joining me is a rat I promised $3 to if he made a silly face on my podcast. It's Chad Young. Hey, Chad. Oh, great. Now I've got two stupid turkeys. That <laughs> <laughs> is not for anyone to get except the four of us. I'm sorry. Hello, Mike. Hey, it's perfect. <laughs> Uh, and an alley cat who talks like a Muppet, but for legal reasons is definitely not a Muppet. It's Tommy Coombs. Hello, Tom. Hey there, Mike. You know, you got to be careful uh, with your uh, sidewalk there. I, I was uh, slipped on the pumpkin Pisces patch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we've reached a new high on icy patch jokes. Well done. Thank you. I was and- saving that. <laughs> Finally, hiding in a trash can to avoid being eaten alive. Please welcome Jamie Killsby. Hey, Jamie. Yeah, that's a great. I was wondering which one I was going to get. Dude, write that on my tombstone, my man. That's great. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mike. It's rocks. Glad to be talking about the special. Glad to be here with Chad, Tommy, you, Mike. Man, it's going to be great. Love the special. Thank you so much. Well, you were gracious enough not only to share this with me. I didn't know this existed, but you even added some old Thanksgiving commercials to your copy, which well done, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah, I uh, like we were saying before we were recording, I've always been looking for something Thanksgiving adjacent to uh, the Muppet family Christmas. And I found this damn thing. I said, oh, my God, this just needs some uh, vintage Thanksgiving commercials, man. Hit me with some Butterball uh hit me with some macy's all of it i'll take all of it so when did you find this i found this exactly last year uh before thanksgiving and i was just digging around searching for anything and i think i was just searching by date uh you know i couldn't i couldn't find any thanksgiving specials so i just started looking up like november 1983 and uh that's where that one came up wow yeah what a fun search, search search dates, folks. That's the trick. Look up dates. If you don't, if you're if you're having trouble finding something interesting on YouTube, look up like October 31st, 1984. Guaranteed you'll find something interesting. <laughs> That's a really good tip. Right. And and even another one, spell things wrong sometimes while you're searching. <laughs> you'll you'll find some interesting stuff there too. Chad, had you seen this before? I had never even heard of it until you had brought it up. And I, Jamie may have kind of brought it up to me, but I had never, I don't think I've ever watched it, but no. So this was, this was kind of brand newish to me, to be honest. I don't know if anybody's seen this thing. Who, who saw this thing when it aired? That's, I would love to meet somebody. I have memories. I don't know oh. if I watched it, but the puppets are very familiar. It's like images. Yes. I don't remember the damn thing about it, but the puppets look very familiar to me. So I may have seen this as a, as a child. Well, this is a series. This is one of a series of a few holiday specials put up by Paul Fusco in the time. There was, there was a Valentine's Day one. He did a Christmas one. And believe it or not, he did a Fourth of July one. I, I, can, I can see that he, uh, you know, there's a good chance that he reused some puppets here. Oh, yeah. Most likely. I have to say with uh, the puppets... 
like the cats and dogs, they're okay. Like they're like stable eyes and features are okay. But the work on that turkey, his uh, eyes, yeah, eyebrows, he's got Eric Freeman level eyebrow work on that. <laughs> you want yeah, they gave the turkey eyelids. He's the star. He he's the star by far and away. And it's a shame that he didn't show up till about after the first third of the special. Yeah. Uh, because you, you're watching the cats and dogs and you're thinking, this is fine. This is Thanksgiving. Give me something to connect to. And then, oh man, our boy Tom Turkey shows up. Oh yeah. What a great, and you know what? Creative too. You're going to make a special about Thanksgiving starring Tom Turkey. What should we make him? Let's make him an aspiring, awkward actor and director of sound and stage. Wow. Creative. I like it. Yeah, this was a very charming little special, and, I, and I'm glad you dug it up. Um, and to Tommy's point, he said he had, like, flashes of memories and things. I wonder if this yeah. is the sort of thing that maybe a teacher would put on for her class. Absolutely. Like, the day before Thanksgiving break starts, because no one's doing actual work the day before Thanksgiving break starts. Watch this and shut up. Yeah, dude. Just roll that giant TV in on that on that cart with wheels. Yep. You know you're set that day. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times oh, I've yes. seen Remember the Titans, you know? <laughs> wish, I wish I, saw, <laughs> wish I was watching this. It was just Remember the Titans on, God, on repeat. Tommy wishes he was watching Mask with um, Rocky Dennis. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> mask. his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mask Part 2 with Jamie Kennedy. You mean Son of the Mask? Son of the Mask. A Thanksgiving classic. Because yeah. <laughs> I because when I got done watching that, I also hate myself. Like <laughs> Like finishing the meal, right? Exactly. Yes. There you go. Self-loathing. That's 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 part of the staple of Thanksgiving. Actually, I uh I find that weirdly in our little corner of the of the blog verse and internet world. Um, you know, everybody loves Halloween. It's it's a given. Every a lot most people like Christmas unless they're like, I don't like how happy it is. Well, you know, they're one of those people. But uh, I, I still I find that Thanksgiving still needs some defending on our little corner of the, the internet or the universe there. Mm-hmm. And I will put it this way. I finally got it down to a science. Oh. Um there's only one holiday that's gonna give you Fred Travelina as the Joker going down saying, The Joker is yes. me. And a Masters of the Universe display with live action mm-hmm. action figures having sword fights. Oh. Why Paul Fusco hangs Alf out of the window on Broadway and he's making fun of all the floats. There's only one holiday that's going to give you all that stuff. It's not Halloween or Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I got a story for you guys. Yeah. Let's hear it. So this past Thanksgiving, it was like a bummer because we weren't going to see family or anything. And so I put on, on YouTube one of the old Thanksgiving Day parades from 87. And like, you know, they were there. Jim Henson was there. They gave Jim Henson an award. And anyway, so I nod off and all of a sudden I see, I start like, I'm waking from my sleep because I hear the back to the future theme <laughs> in this parade. There was a float filled with Marvel characters fighting like, you know, green Goblin, Dr. <laughs> Doom, while the back to the future theme played. And it was amazing. Was it, do you have, do you think it was 83? I think it was 87. Okay. Okay. Is that the one where they play uh, holding out for No, you said it's the back to the future one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. Is it holding that for a hero? Oh gosh, I yeah. love it. that. That yeah. one is so weird. <laughs> Wonderful. So can I can I just pull back the curtain for a second? I went down to Tommy's last. What was it? October. Yeah. For that Monster Mania thing at the Mahoning. Mm-hmm. 
And Tommy's not joking when he says he likes to watch old like holiday stuff. Because when I got up there that night, all we did was like watch videos of you on YouTube of people like saying things about old videos, and then he put on like a ten-hour Christmas co- uh, commercial <laughs> compilation, and we were just eating tacos, and it was great. But Tommy's not joking; he loves those commercials and videos and compilations. He will put those on at just random moments, and he will even text me and be like, "Hey guys." check out what i'm watching and it's just like a screen cap <laughs> of like an old caldor commercial i told you guys that's what we were oh great now i've got two stupid caldors <laughs> mike uh you are kind of the king of holiday specials in a lot of ways oh, dear. you know uh if not one of them you know if not the very highest king then certainly one of them so where does this rank for you you know i mean is this a good one is this a bad one did you like this i did like this uh oh, cool. my- my favorite Thanksgiving special is still Charlie Brown, which mm. I can't and I don't rank Charlie Brown as highly for Halloween or for Christmas. So this is uh, the that that's apex. That's a peak Charlie Brown for me. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to need to uh, see the Qbert Thanksgiving special. Then we'll have to reevaluate this. <laughs> yes, that is on the list that exists. It was a segment on Saturday Supercade. So. Yep, and uh, Berenstain Bears. Berenstain or Berenstain? What, what, there was that weird thing that nobody knew which one it was. Yeah, well, I uh, touched on that a few episodes ago when we talked about the Easter special. Uh, it was Check Berenstain. it out, folks. Yeah. Berenstain, we, there you we, go. We were all just collectively wrong and stupid and couldn't read, and that's the answer. <laughs> that's fine. So, but regarding this special, I, I did some searching. There's no information on this on the internet. Mm. Yes. Uh, th- there are pockets of things. What I did find was an old New York magazine on Google books with TV listings. Wow. Showing a Thanksgiving tale airing on November 18th, 1983 on Showtime. Damn dude. That's, that's, that's even deeper than I was able to find man. That must be why not a lot of people talk about this. It was a Showtime exclusive. Uh, We had HBO growing up, but I don't remember ever watching Showtime as a kid. I don't know anybody talking about Showtime back in the, the 80s. No. My dad actually worked for cable when I was younger. So we had Showtime, we had HBO, we had Cinemax, we had um, Prism, we had the Disney Channel back when the Disney Channel was a premium channel. Okay. Man, you guys were hooked up. Well, we had the Disney Channel, we had Prism. I just don't remember Showtime until the 90s is when it started. Like, that's when I became aware that Showtime existed. But. I'm perpetually the poorest person I podcast with. I, I, I was I the only person watching uh, Next Generation from over the air antenna coming from the World Trade Center. Damn, everybody <laughs> had Disney Channel, HBO, and stuff. Man, what's going on? You mean from WPIX? Yeah, I remember yeah, when we got that down in Philly. For some reason, it broadcast that yeah. far. Down. It was just, yeah, it was a pretty strong signal. If you lived in like New Jersey and Staten Island or Brooklyn, you you straight up didn't need cable through most of the nineties. I remember uh, get, getting WPIX and Wildwood when we would go down the shore. Get that water ice. That's right. <laughs> Watch the tram car, please. So that looks like the first air date, November 18th, 1983. And then Showtime would rerun it a few times leading up to Thanksgiving Day for a few years, at least through 1987, probably even farther than that, which by then ALF had taken off. So I'm pretty sure they promoted it as from the creator of ALF. And why wouldn't you? Yes. 
There's some graphic online. This was never released on VHS or DVD as far as I could tell, but there's some graphic that certainly looks like a DVD cover that's floating around. And it does have that giant text that says from the creator of ALF, you know, yeah, so you, 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 you nailed that right in the head. I mean, nobody else is going to, nobody's tuning into this thing unless it has some sort of star power behind it. And what, what bigger star power than ALF back in, in the mid to late eighties, you know? I did see that cover, so I'm wondering, maybe it did get a DVD release with those other holidays. It looks like there was a group of five of them. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah, I was looking it up. There's a, like I'm saying, I think there's a Valentine's Day one, a Fourth of July one, a Christmas one. And Easter was the Easter, fourth. yes, yes, yes. Because, uh, because the Easter bunny on that cover looked a lot like the cats in this special. So they must right. have just given one some longer ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there you go. Do you guys have standout uh, cats? Or, okay, first of all, let's say, who would you like better, the cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs, dogs right? Dogs. Yeah, dogs. They were the good guys. They were the good guys, <laughs> and I think that that's a little, like, yeah. They were good a, boys. It was It was clear that, the, the you know, <laughs> Paul Fusco was a, is a dog guy, as it turns out. You know? He has cats being well, I mean, perpetually I, threatened on his show, and then they're the bad guys in the Thanksgiving know. special. Paul Fusco is a cat hater. He is a cat hater. Well, and then he created that cartoon Space Cats. Oh, yeah. I, I think he was just trying to make good. He created Space Cats? Space Cats is a Paul Fusco creation, yeah. Paul Fusco joint. Wow. Hmm. The, the man's got legs, I'll tell you that. That was his penance. Um, I really liked... Do you have to, okay, so we, we determined that we liked the dogs. Did you have a favorite... I don't think anybody besides Tom Turkey had a name. They have names. I, yes, I get all names. names. Did they? Uh, okay. All right. So the dogs, we have Chauncey, the well-spoken dog with a British accent. Oh, tomorrow I definitely start my diet. Okay. The uh, the brown dog, the bulldog wearing the hat, I think he's the only one who does not have a name in this. Just think, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and that means leftover turkey. Ah, died without a name. What a shame. Which yeah. is weird because he talks the most, I think. He does, he does. talk the most. Yeah. He's like the de facto leader of the dogs. He kind of is. But I don't think we ever get the bulldog's name. I'm assuming it's a bulldog. Do they have a name for the uh, the Bob Dylan cat? Did you guys remember the Bob Dylan cat? I'm so glad you said that that's a Bob <laughs> The first thing I thought of was, uh, oh gosh, is, that, is he trying to be Bob Dylan or something? The Bob Dylan cat is Duke, I believe. Hey, my name is Duke, Duke, Duke. And don't forget it. Oh, yes. cool. Duke okay. Dylan. Uh, yeah, he was like, uh, what was he like? A cat's life. Yeah. He's like, trying yes. to be Bob Dylan. He's trying to be Floyd from the Electric Mayhem. Okay. All right. <laughs> by way, either yeah. Way, either way. Probably Bob Dylan by way of Floyd. But um, <laughs> the other dogs, uh, there, there's Chi Chi, a chihuahua with a bad accent. And by bad, I don't mean racist, but <laughs> no, he is racist. No, He's wearing no. a poncho. Let's be honest, Mike. It's racist. It, it's it is very racist. racist. I'm saying the accent is bad. Yeah. Cold. Mucho cold. I should have stayed in Mexico. People told me about winter, but I didn't know how bad it was. Like, it's not even a good Mexican accent. A little column A and column B. I said a little column A, column B. <laughs> a little column A and column B. Can I be honest? When I, as soon as I heard lines come out of that voice and I was like, oh, it's going to be a very long half hour. Like, I, I don't know if I can do this. That's the worst of it. 
It, it is. You're right. That that Chihuahua yeah, absolutely represents the worst that the special has to offer. And the good thing is, is that he or she, I think it's a she, doesn't really have very many lines. The, yeah, they don't play the accent for laughs. Besides, uh, we should have gone to Miami. They they mentioned a few times, but. Right. That's all. It's, uh, it's like listening to Go Go Gomez on those old Dick Tracy no, cartoons. No, it's not even close. Yes, <laughs> Mike. Not even Mike, close yes, to that. Yes, it thing. is. No, Go Go Gomez is blatantly racist. I think True. that yeah, Chichu is very blatantly racist, too. Like, I mean, okay, not as blatantly racist as Go Go Gomez. Right. But I really think that it's on the same level, to be honest. Okay. That's fair. We, we, we should elaborate a little bit for the listeners out there that haven't checked out the special yet. There is a Chihuahua with a cartoonish Mexican accent here yeah. in the land of our Lord 2021. We don't really like that stuff so no. much. But back in 1983, we were able yeah. to uh, turn the other cheek, I suppose. Um, Chichi, right? Chichi. Yeah, Chichi the Chihuahua. Yep. Ah, it's, it's, I think it's well-meaning and uh, a little misguided. Absolutely. Uh, we got to get Paul Fusco on the line and have him have him bring it up. Why'd you make uh, that racist I, Chihuahua puppet? Man? <laughs> I do not want to. I do. I don't want to know what goes through Paul Fusco's mind. <laughs> I really just don't. I think that that's just asking for trouble. Well. Uh, and lastly, we have the uh, the fourth dog. He's a cream-colored dog, Oscar. He kind of sounds like. Doggy Daddy from Hanna-Barbera, which is just a Jimmy Durante impression, so... Chi-Chi's right. We can't continue living outdoors much longer. I told you we should have gone to Miami. <laughs> okay, that's what that is. Yes. That's I, great. Exactly. Yes, good one, Tommy. There's a lot of Thank you. Uh, trope voices in this, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which are like voices that <laughs> characters have been doing for so long that I don't even know what the origin is anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's definitely one of them. It's like, we gotta find some Thanksgiving dinner. I know that voice, and I've heard it a thousand times from different characters. But what is it based on anymore? So th- there's a lot of those kind of things. The Bob Dylan voice, unfortunately, Chi Chi's voice. There's, there's trope voices here. Yeah, um, this is Calabash. Yeah. <laughs> when we first saw that first cat, I expected the voice to come out of that to be like the Bean Bunny Robin type voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh no! Mm-hmm. What's yeah. this? We're not. We're going to starve this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got two stupid frogs. <laughs> I don't even know why I tried that. Well, instead, we get more of a Frank Oz voice out of that. This cat is named Sammy, the first one that speaks, and right out of the gate, Sammy my first Hayden? impression <laughs> could be. Could uh, be. Whoever's performing Sammy is definitely doing a Frank Oz sound-alike voice. He kind of sounds like a one-off Sesame Street character that sounds kind of like Bert, but is not Bert. An orange, a hard-boiled egg, and crackers? I can't eat this stuff. I need a nice, fat, juicy mouse! Is that... Yeah, damn. There was one voice that sounded exactly like the main dude from that 80s movie Funland, where the clown goes nuts and has a fun <laughs> in the park. Yes. Bruce Berger. Yeah, but he sounds just like Bruce oh, Berger. He went... And, oh, gosh, why is his name driving me crazy? Because he was on... David, um... Yeah, he was on, Yes, yes. No, but no, 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 no. He was also on in the Garfield specials as John's brother. Yes. What? uh, Doc Boy, David Lander. David Lander. Thank you. That's that's the dude with the gun in Funland. (laughs) He only has a gun for like five minutes. That's John's brother. That's John's brother. One hundred percent. Squiggy. 
Although yeah, that movie Funland was a disappointment. Flippity chippet. Tommy, how dare you? <laughs> Listen, I like I like Land was a disappointment. Here's the thing: the cover of the video has a clown with a machine gun, so I think it's going to be a. That's exactly what he, the movie I guess was. I gotta watch Funland. Not to you gotta watch, Mike, you gotta watch Funland. It's essentially uh, the Joker. <laughs> it, Joker oh, oh my god! You're Lord. right. You're right. It's essentially Joker just yeah. in an amusement park. Yeah, okay. with, on the phone. With, with David Lander. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yes, David Lander playing uh playing a. Uh, Oh, why do girls always take the bad guy? Oh, psychotic <laughs> clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bears are getting crazier out there. There's a burger wrap in there. Well, then. Mm. It's worth, yes. the, worth the price of admission for the burger wrap. Um, Pretty much. Amazon. But, Probably not for much. <laughs> no, for like free if you have Prime. Oh, Prime. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, what well, I'm doing here. Back to Thanksgiving tale. Yeah. Let's uh, round out the cats here. We have uh, Queenie, the white lady cat. Back on the farm, we'd be getting the turkey ready for the oven. And rounding out the cool cats, as they're called, are, is Tiger, a gruff-sounding, angry-eyebrowed cat. Ever since those dogs moved in on that restaurant next door, food has been scarce. Even the mice are thin. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. They all that's blend awesome. in my head, but... Uh, yeah. I... I wonder how many voices are done by Fusco. Um, yeah, we don't get that. We I have a cast list, but the only one I know for certain is is Tom the Turkey is Paul Fusco, and then the others are just uh-huh. I couldn't even begin to guess. IMDb just has Fusco. Yes, that's the, you're right. It's the only one. I was looking at the um, credits at the end of the special, and they have a list uh, for puppeteers. Yes, but it doesn't really imply whether they did the voice or not or if they're just controlling the puppets oh uh, that's a good point really cool thanksgiving alf crossover here one of the one of the puppeteers is bob Fapiano, who if you're an alf head you know is one of the main puppeteers uh of alf and also the namesake for alf's equivalent to thanksgiving on his planet was called Fapiano. Based on that puppeteer's oh, last name. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I did recognize that name. Uh, the Lisa Buckley in the credits is his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, no kidding. And, and yeah, and she also was an assistant puppeteer on Alf. Uh, and she has also since gone on to work with the Jim Henson Company, most notably on Dog City and on Sesame Street in the 90s, taking over the character Betty Lou, among other Muppets. Wow. Star studded. Who was Betty Lou? Betty Lou is, um, she kind of looks like Prairie Dong. She's just like the little pink girl Muppet, but she's got blonde pigtails. Oh, okay. All right. That's right. Yeah. Betty Lou and Prairie Dong. Yep. BFFs. Until, <laughs> well, Betty Lou's not around anymore, I don't think, to be honest. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and then, the uh, also in the puppeteers list is Paul's wife, Linda. Yeah, was, I noticed that. Linda, yeah, Linda Fusco, yeah. Yeah, well, and she's credited as a technical supervisor for Al's entire run. What I read on, I think it was Mental Floss, was that the technical supervisor part of her job was that she would look in the cameras and make sure you couldn't see anybody's arms sticking out. Right, because she certainly wasn't making sure people weren't tripping into holes. Uh, <laughs> could be a little of that, too. The little yeah. trap doors. Yeah. yeah. And it was in 95 degrees and the dad was smoking crack mm-hmm. in the in the in the back room. <laughs> Damn, dude. 
hopefully that wasn't because there's a lot of peace on earth in this Thanksgiving special. Hopefully there wasn't a lot of crack smoking back there like there wasn't out. But um, well, I don't know. Did you see the finished product? There were probably was. <laughs> hey, I thought it was char- I thought it was charming. Those cats look cracked out, bro. They look cracked, cracked out. Yeah. Cracked I liked out. the. I really liked the sets. Um, it, I saw back in the '90s. I got like a Christmas gift to see Stomp. I would. I, oh wow. I would never go of my own fruition. Uh, and I, I was glad I went because it was it was great. But the sets reminded me of Stomp because there were like random poses <laughs> nailed to the wall and stuff like that. It was. A, it's a really cool looking sets. Stop signs and, and really interesting stuff. That is a very good comparison now that I think about it. I have not seen Stomp, but I've seen like videos of the performances and that shit is very similar. Yeah, that, I so. mean it, it rocks. Yeah. I mean, if you if you uh if you're sensitive, you're certainly gonna need a Tylenol because it's literally an hour of people banging on trash cans, but it, it, it rocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Uh, well so it's like the Doug Funny musical banging on a trash can. <laughs> yeah, banging on, <laughs> banging on the trash can. <laughs> hanging from a street light. Yeah. That rocks. And, and speaking of music, we have one last puppet performer listed, Rich Shellbach, who's also listed as the uh, composer of the music for this special. Mm, the music was a standout to me, I think. Yeah, the music was really good. It was. It, it was very synthy, very early 80s, but it, it fit. Yeah. It set a very <laughs> distinct tone that I liked about this. I thought uh, John Carpenter had a hand with this with all the synth going on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Rich Schellbach would continue working with Paul Fusco into the late 80s and early 90s, including writing episodes of Alf Tales, the cartoon, and Space Cats. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Fusco had a really kind of a small circle in a lot of ways. The people he worked with, he seemed to work with for years. You know, he would, uh, he would kind of keep his, keep his friends close, as they say. Uh, but what what stands out to me with this with the music is there's almost like this kind of uh mark mothersbaugh bit to like the opening scene that voice like, oh, like vocal kind of stuff you know uh it's like it's it's kind of in my head even when i don't want it to be yeah. you know it's permanent now sorry guys all day all that's day. permanent that's all right <laughs> i've had worse i've had worse music in my head that's true but uh but yeah, we find ourselves in this small tool shed in the back alley that's home to this group of cool cats. I know they're cool cats because that's what it says on the back of their biker vests. <laughs> like a Disneyland social club. <laughs> they're like those cool people with a lot of tattoos in Disney. There you they're go. Kinda, yeah. They're kind of out of place, yeah. Mike is one of those people. <laughs> Not man, I wish I had that kind of jean jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Mike? I have one hanging in my closet right now that I'm looking at that I just finished up, so it's all yours. Does it happen to be a one-man gang one? <laughs> I have a feeling it is. Perhaps. Maybe that's one of them. <laughs> you you know I'm a short guy. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but it's the eve of Thanksgiving, and this social club of four cats are gathered around a table set for dinner. But with very little food to go around, they have an orange, a hard-boiled egg, and crackers. Breakfast of champions. Yeah, who who hasn't been there, you know? It's good times. A little hangover snack for you. There you go. And, again, great set we see in the background of this, where, where they're having this, like, you know, poor people, day before Thanksgiving situation. 
great set. It's I think Stump might have just borrowed the set entirely. Possibly. Brought some trash cans in there to bang on and made a whole career out of it. It's a it's movie. A, it's, it's a really great. It's it, it's a great. Whoever was the set designer was not credited. I don't think. I, I I watched through the credits to try to grab everybody I could. I guess it was. There, there's a very few people that worked on this. Yeah, they all kind of worked together. So it was very shoestring. Yes. Sure. There's like six people in in the credits. You know, pretty and much. There's only like two set pieces: the alley and the shack. That's, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, yes. It's like and, the interiors of Bayside, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> a hallway and, and a classroom like that. Yep. In the same classroom from a different angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Everyone in the background is just cardboard cutouts. Now, <laughs> now I want Saved by the Bell, but with a turkey who wants to be a director. That's a good that's a good episode. Oh, I'll, take that. I'm in. I'll take that. I'm <laughs> in. Um, then we cut to the dogs who have the opposite problem. These dogs live outside a restaurant at night. So they have more food that they could eat, but unlike the cats, they don't have shelter. They don't get to live inside the restaurant. So you can kind of see where this is going pretty early on. Um, yeah. Mike. Yeah. I, I got to interrupt you guys right here. Now, during the scene, me and Mike, you, we talked about this before. The mm-hmm. dogs are explaining, like, look, oh, that chocolate ice cream was great. I can't wait for the turkey tomorrow. Now, uh, I don't know if anyone out there in podcast land knows a lot about dogs and what dogs should and should not eat. Dogs should not have chocolate. Oh, yeah. Dogs definitely should not have turkey. Well, you know what? These are 80s dogs. They were tougher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, <okay. laughs> that's that's the difference, you know. They Trying were to all, survive. They were yeah. watching Kickboxer. They were watching Bloodsport. You know, dogs today, what are they watching? Mission Impossible 3. You change their food, they get diarrhea. You know, dogs in the 80s were way tougher. They could now, have there chocolate was a, ice cream. There's an animated movie from a few years back called Food Fight. Oh, I know food fight. Oh, yeah. Now, the detective in that, the Charlie Sheen voice detective in that, his snacks that are quote-unquote power-up snacks are raisins and chocolate milk and grapes. Sure. <laughs> Those are the things that can kill them. Sure. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he, was not a, he was not a tough 80s dog, so they, he's dead. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow, forgot about that movie. Damn. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, now it's back. It's, it's permanent. Damn it. I'm sorry. But no, okay. well, worse has been in our heads. Yeah. But you can kind of see where this is going pretty early on. And if you can't see where this is going, the dogs helpfully sing a song about their troubles. That's right. We need a place that we can call our own. So when the night comes, we won't have to roam. Good. Another great song. Who, who is this, the, the musician on this again? It's no Rich Shellbach. Yeah, this dude would follow Paul Fosco all through Alf and stuff, and you can see why. This the, the music is definitely a standout in an otherwise shoestring production, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say it's a dog's life. Well, that makes no sense to me. They say it's a dog's life, but I have to disagree. It was very 80s special. Like it, it, it was. It, there was a scene. There was one point where they were talking about food, and I, I they said one of them said something to the degree of, "Well, what we're trying to say," and then he kind of pauses, and then he says, 
we're hungry. But what I thought he was going to do is, was like, break into out into a song. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of came later because that sounds very like, uh-oh, here comes a song. It does sound like a song cue. You, you know, being hungry, we know th- about that a thing or two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much. Missed opportunity there. Wow. Seriously. Yeah, well. But this song that the dogs sing has two basic themes. One, questioning the phrase, it's a dog's life, as their situation is not ideal at the moment. And two, we wish we could move to Florida. Which as someone who flew south for the winter permanently, I get. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Well, wait till August, man, then you'll be (laughs) back up here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I've been on the raft that takes you from the main part of magic kingdom to uh what's the little island with the uh, god oh, the tom runaway sawyer island tom sawyer island thank yeah. you uh, brain fart um been on that raft in the middle of august with 20 other people and thought that i'm in the most magical place in the earth but i'd rather be in hell in this moment that's yeah it is it was yeah i feel for you down in down in florida during august my man I can smell that situation just thinking about it. (laughs) One line in this song by the Chihuahua, a climate change right now would be just great. Well, be careful what you wish for, dog. Be careful, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid stereotypical dog. Stupid dogs need the most attention. (laughs) 30 years years early predicting, you know, situations we'd be dealing with now. Paul Fusco, the legend, folks. Hey, Jamie, I don't want to make you feel super old. But it's almost 40 years. Oh, I, 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 it is. It's true. Uh, yeah, Jamie, yeah. I think you're the baby of this group, honestly. I am. and uh, But I do perpetually think that 1990 was 10 years ago. I'm kind oh, of, no. So we all, all do. All Wait, Jamie, how old are you? I am 32. Oh, wow. With all me and Chad's giggling, we assumed you were the mature one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. You know, I'm. Not mature. I'm just jaded. You know, life beats me down here. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, Mike, you, you you're a thousand miles away from water ice. W o o t. You're gonna say, Mike, you're a thousand years old. No, no, well, no also no. that. <laughs> you know, I I'm closer to it, but hey, there's so many bodies here in Central New Jersey. Everybody's mad all the time. You know, it it, it takes it takes a little toll on you. You know, absolutely. But after the song ends, two of the dogs take their turn to go keep tabs on the cats and what they're doing. And our focus turns to the star of our show, Tom Turkey. Phew! I finally made it! Hey, this doesn't look like the Palace Theater! Hell yeah. There he is. He has wandered into the alley, mistaking this bus stop for the Palace Theater with nothing but a suitcase, a rolled-up issue of Variety, and a dream. Yeah, dude, this this was a good moment for me. And not only because it's a good joke and a good bit, but like I said, I, I, I live in central New Jersey. So I've been looking for a good Thanksgiving special for years. And finally, I find one and it takes place in Newark, New Jersey, man. Yes. And it's from my house. How great is that? Very nice. Now, does J- does Jay of Sludge Central know about this? And I'm being serious. Like, does he know about this? Because I feel like this would be something he probably would have talked about years ago, too. Jay, uh, not to call him out on the podcast here, oh. but when I, when I when I first met him, uh, like one of the first conversations we had, 
you know, he loves Halloween. Obviously it's no joke. He can kind of get into Christmas because of the pop culture tie-ins, but he famously said to me, he was like, I don't get why you guys get so into Thanksgiving. And uh, so he needs to be, he needs to be taught. He he needs to be, uh, he needs to be shown forcefully. He needs to be played all the great clips uh, of, you know, Fred Travelina as the Joker. You know, he he knows it. He knows it. <laughs> he see, uh, yeah. I mean, they they covered it on purple stuff. So I think he's starting to warm up to it. Yes. Yeah, this, I think he is. So, this yeah. conversation was like ten years ago, so oh, well, I'm then. sure he's caught up by now. But yeah, 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 definitely. For a while, he was he was not a Thanksgiving lover. So huh. yeah, you know what? No, wait. Jeez, maybe it was after all of this. I don't know. Jeez. I always thought Jay was a fan of Thanksgiving. Maybe it was, maybe, uh, I don't know. Matt's into it. Matt's, Matt's big into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He always has. Oh, probably- wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've been friends with Jay online. I've never met him personally, but we've been internet buds for like nigh on 20 years now. Yeah. Like we go back before sexy armpit even. This corner of the internet is, is pretty special actually. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. It's funny, and Jamie, it's funny because I've known Tom for over a decade now, but Tommy and Mike uh, knew each other way before I ever knew either of them. Did you guys know each other in real life or from this weird corner of the internet? We met in 2003 in real life. Yeah. Oh, wow. We met okay, the internet cool. first, but, but yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We, as we, we, you know, say, say like I met all you dudes basically just like talking about Masters of the Universe, and now basically, like, you know, that, like like I I've hung out with Chad and stuff just based on liking Masters of the Universe. That's kind of special, you know. Oh, absolutely, Mike. Who did we do the the He Man special? Was it was that um that was Brandon Medley? I have not met Brandon him in Medley either. Uh, no, he's a, he's a rather new internet friend of mine. Yes, uh, he's a good guy. Oh yeah. So we now see Tom wandering around the alley looking for any sign of life through the window of the cat shed as they all sit around their nearly empty table, wistfully daydreaming about their feasts of Thanksgiving past. Uh, Queenie tells this story about how Thanksgiving morning they'd run out to the barn, open the door, and as she opens the shed door, there's this turkey standing there. He'd be placed in a special pen so that Thanksgiving morning we would run to the barn, throw open the door, and there he would be, big as life. Hi there! What? A turkey? I must be dreaming. <laughs> and look, I'm no director, but this cat's, what? A turkey? I must be dreaming. That's the one spot in this special where I'm like, that's not convincing for me. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of lines that I just wasn't convinced, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I, may, like, I would understand if some of these, you know, performers weren't you know, classically trained actors, but oh my gosh, put some emotion into it. Like some lines were just awful. Well, I'll and tell like, you what, one of them. I was sold. There you go. <laughs> we got one. You got one. <laughs> Good job, Fusco. Tom asks, I'm not too late, am I? And of course the cats assure him, no, you're just in time. And Tom helpfully adds that he left his glasses on the bus. So now I can understand why this dumb turkey thinks this tiny shed might be the Palace Theater. Is there a real Palace Theater in New Jersey? No, the Palace Theater's on Broadway. Yeah. Yes. He, oh, he, he oh, thought, oh, okay. That brings up the joke where he says, uh, 
You're not in New York. You're in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. so it's not just his eyesight that's bad. <laughs> it's also his uh, fake accent. That's also not bad. <laughs> he's got to be a somewhat famous turkey if like, you know, he's playing at the palace. Actually, you're right. I mean, um, we kind of we dump on him as a, uh, you know, you automatically assume he's a nobody who's trying to do it. But if he was booked at the palace, he, he might be somebody special. Could be, yeah. With his wonderful Andy Kaufman esque impressions, yeah, <laughs> right. Impressions. His uh, who did he do? Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I'd love to see his one man show. Hey, it's me, Cary Grant. You want to hear my Elvis impression? Hey, it's me, it's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, Peter Bankman. <laughs> oh, Marky, you really got me down. <laughs> hey, you, gotta, you guys know that guy Archer from the show Archer. Here's my impression. Hey, it's me, Archer. Here's my impression. Hey, it's me, Bob from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> that was um. That's actually a Family Guy joke because H. John Benjamin also does a character on Family Guy. Oh. Right, he, does he work in the video store or convenience store? I forget what it is. Convenience store. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that talks about movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but the cats kind of forcefully get Tom to sit down and convince him to stay the night, and they'll. Put him on the bus to the palace in the morning. Tom agrees it's getting late, and they give him the old, we'd love to have you for dinner tomorrow. Mm. There's a trope. That one, have y'all ever invited someone to dinner using that phrase? No. no. That's, that's that's like something Dracula says. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody after like 1820 has, has, <laughs> has said that. Have you for dinner. Right, because we've heard it's countless times in this context by characters trying to eat other characters. I think sometimes, like, tropes just are ingrained sort of into our culture. We don't even question the facts that, like, who talks like that or who says that? You know, we're right. hearing it so often that we just assume that it works. The line works and the bird buys it, so. Yeah, he buys it. Hook, line, and sinker, just like me. I love the special. There you go. You're watching Showtime. We're sure you're going to like what you see. Remember, Harry, it's Marion's first holiday turkey. Not a word if it's dry. It's her first turkey. It won't be juicy. What they don't know is Marion's first turkey is America's first turkey, Butterball. It's always juicy because it's specially deep-basted, so every slice is moist and tender. Mm. Juicy turkey, Marion. I knew it would be. After all, it's Butterball, also available fresh. We are Beatrice. Happy Thanksgiving from KDKA TV2. Meanwhile, the dogs are spying through the cat's window. Chi-Chi's puzzled by their oddly nice demeanor to their house guest. So Oscar spells it out for him. They're going to cook the turkey. So the dogs head back to tell the others. And back inside the shed, we get a zoomed-in shot of Tiger reading through a cookbook while the others listen attentively to an unsuspecting Tom who's rattling off his acting resume. And they throw in some puns here like, I was in the Gizzard of Oz and Snow White and the Seven Gobbles. You know, because he's a turkey. Yes, yes, yes. The House of Seven Gobbles, something like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're they're feeding him tons of crackers. And... uh, I'm, I can't eat anymore. I'm kind of stuffed. That's, That's the, the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the line. I almost started my own game show, but at the last minute, they decided to go with a duck with a mustache. Yeah. Walk. Um, 
walking on a tightrope with a mustache, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or hanging from a wire. He's talking yeah, about yeah, you bet your life. Yeah. There you go. There you go. See, that's another one. Some of the sometimes I'm like, what? What is he even talking about? I'd like it, but I no clue. So that that what was that? That was a <laughs> you bet your to, life with Groucho yeah. Marx. Oh, gee, wow. You know what? Paul Fusco making Groucho Marx references <laughs> on a kid's special for children. Do you think any kid in 1983 with with a fistful of G.I. Joe figures knew a, a Groucho Marx reference? I they feel like that happened a lot in a lot of the Warner Brothers output, especially Tiny Toon Adventures and especially Animaniacs. They would go to that well of old Hollywood. That's because true. That's true. That was the well that Looney Tunes always went by because it was present Hollywood when they made the jokes and they decided, <laughs> well, they work. Let's keep using them. Animaniacs and Tiny Toons sort of had this rhythm and this really fast cadence mm-hmm. where even if you're watching it as a kid and you didn't get the reference they made, you were okay with it because the show was just so wacky and it was so quick and they were moving on to the next punchline anyway. A weird Groucho Marx reference in this special just seems out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's a, a fun TC fact. As a child, I was afraid of Groucho Marx. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame you actually. As a child, I was afraid of uh, of Mo Howard from the Three Stooges. I can see that his hair, it just it the way it moves. I don't know, Ugh. or doesn't. Uh, eventually, Tom realizes how late it's getting, and uh, he'd better call his agent. Okay, and then Duke tells Tiger to go with him. And guys, I'm dumb, and I had to think about that. Like, why do you have to go somewhere else to make a phone call? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's 1983. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you see, kids, they had to go to a payphone. I'm out of payphone. Yeah. <laughs> We're boomers. Oh, d- yeah. <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Phones and paper. So Tiger takes Tom to find a payphone while the other cats start planning for a turkey feast. And we cut to the dogs trying to figure out how they can rescue this poor turkey, but they don't want to have to run in and grab them because they've been in scuffles with the cats before and it hasn't gone well for the dogs in the past. That's right. And I also, as a dog guy, appreciate Paul Fusco right out of the gate making the dogs the heroes of this, you know? Oh, yeah. He would he would make cats the puns of a thousand jokes on his run on Alf. So, you know, he you can you see where he stands and I like it. There you go. Yeah, this is sort of the uh, the beginning of that. But the unnamed bulldog suddenly has a plan. He poses as a journalist with the Gobbler Gazette to interview Tom, whom they call a celebrity. Sure. Which they should have known who that was then when he was when he showed up. He's booked at the he's booked at the theater, man. He's booked at the Dallas Theater. He was a, he was a, a famous podcaster back in 1983. There you go. There you um, go. That's it. But Tiger tries to shoo him away, claiming Tom's incognito. Hey, and beat I, it! I, Tom I, here is incognito. I am. Mm-hmm. I thought I was in New Jersey. Uh, uh, I like it. I like it. To be fair, incognito does sound like the name of a place that would be in New Jersey. <laughs> Mohokus, yeah. Weehawken, and Incognito. Yeah, okay, fine. I'm going to Incognito. Best sandwich shop. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, it, it's called Wally's. It's Incognito, New Jersey. <laughs> Best pork roll, egg, and cheese. 
Oh, there you go. You said pork roll also. My That's wife it. made pork roll, egg, and cheese for dinner tonight on a bagel. Whoa. It was surprising you can get it in Florida. Well, we you can get the, the Taylor pork roll and just put everything else together. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know they shipped that outside of like New Jersey and, and Philly. Yeah, we yeah. actually have that up in uh, Rochester too. At uh, one of the one of the stores I work at. They have it at Publix. It almost makes it less special. I'm almost kind of upset about that. Yeah, well. Well, <laughs> the know? only place I've seen it is Publix, so maybe they have a deal. Is there a lot of like is Publix I've never been to one. Does it sort of have a reputation of being kind of a, a sketchy place? No, Publix no? is the most beloved supermarket in Florida. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it's, it's essentially the Wegmans down in yep. Florida. Oh, okay, cool. That's different. Because, like, I was going to say, you know, Wawa is beloved up here. Chad will tell you that. But if you go to a Wawa at 2 a.m., you'll probably see some interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, well, th- it's it's a supermarket. It's not a okay. gas station. Okay, so. but Denny's vibe. Uh, but then Tiger gets the dogs to back off by throwing a stick. Sure. Like you can do with any dog. Yeah. My dog would look at me like I was an asshole if I threw a stick. <laughs> you know, that, that, that seems like a another ancient trope. Do dogs play with sticks anymore? Mine doesn't. Uh, they're, they're, my they're, parents' dogs used to uh, go for the ball. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I like the, the ball, ball more than the stick. Yeah. Uh, these toys. Modern dogs don't like sticks. They're on their iPhones and on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but that plan didn't work. So now the dogs plan to sneak into the cat shed at night while they're out and rescue the turkey. And for the first part of their plan, they hire a couple of rats to cause a diversion. Let's get this straight. You guys are going to give us $3 just to go over to that window over there and make a face. Ah, that's right. You got it. Do we have a deal? What's the catch? Probably you. (laughs) And these rats kind of look like actual capital M Muppet rats, but furrier. Capital M Muppet, yes. Yeah. (laughs) The one you can actually hear Paul's uh, alpha voice in, by the way. It creeps out a little bit. Tiny little taste of Alf here and there. Just yeah. a, yep, yeah. just a hint, but it's one that I caught on to, yes. Uh, and they tell him, hey, if you go over to that window and make a silly face, I'll give you three bucks. Okay, sure. Sure thing. I've done worse for less than three bucks. Let me just point that out. <laughs> Tommy can tell you I have done much worse for less and even sometimes free. There you go. Rats don't know who live in the shed, so uh, they go up to the window, make a face, and whoops, there's Queenie out the door to chase him. Queenie is the the white cat, right? Queenie is the white cat. Yes, 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 yes. That leaves the shed unguarded and Tom asleep by himself, snoring cute little turkey snores. Like, hobble, gobble, gobble, gobble. Yeah, he's the star of this show, man. Absolutely. This special could be his one-man show. You know, instead of the whole story with the cats and the dogs here, just give me a half an hour of whatever his one. You know, maybe he's doing Castaway uh, with Tom Hanks. <laughs> maybe. Tom Hanks Turkey, just doing Castaway for an hour. There it I, is. I'd pay. I'd pay for that. This is the basis of his of his big break story. The dogs wake up Tom and tell him if he wants to save his tail feathers, he'll get out of there now with them. And they tell him what's really going on. Meanwhile, we get another song, this time by the Cats, 
assumedly called We Are the Cats. And here's the here's Duke the Bob Dylan cat. Yes, big Bob Dylan moment here. I got a plan that's gonna save our skins because I'm tired of eating out of garbage bins. Can't sit around, we gotta act right now because a dog's life is the cat's meow. Cause we are the cats and we got a lot to say. We are the cats. We got a lot to live. <laughs> Love it. Got a harmonica Dude. solo and everything. Put it on vinyl. Yeah, man. Come on, Paul. Paul Gonna put Pusco. it on my playlist. Yeah, dude. Actually, yeah. Uh, if you're creating a Thanksgiving playlist, you got three songs here that are will just make all of your guests leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to end that party early, you know? Claim we are the cats. The cats are singing this while they're out collecting wood to build a fire to cook the turkey. And Tom's watching this whole thing from behind a fence with the dogs. So he's naturally a bit shaken. Yeah. Have you guys ever had a moment where you realized, wow, if I would have kept hanging out with that group, I'd be dead or in big trouble by now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, It's called this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I, uh... I, I can't even talk about it because I think it's too incriminating. But yeah, absolutely, dude. Fair. Uh, not they were not puppets. Lowercase <laughs> M Muppets, as you would say. What, what's your worst case scenario, Mike? I left a party early before the cops showed up. That's all I got. <laughs> I forget whether I was twenty one at the time. I just know I saw police go up that way later and thought, "Well, glad I'm not there now." Yes, you were a good kid. I think, if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, I think Chad was too bad. Chad, too bad, I was. right? I, I cannot, I, I can't, I, I'm not, all, all I'll say is I made a lot of mistakes at 21. There you go. That's all I'll say. That's what it's about, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. I think Taylor Swift wrote an album about it. Can't confirm that because I don't know oh. anything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. So the cats return to their shed and find Tom's gone and Queenie's devastated at herself for running after those rats instead of staying with the turkey like she was supposed to. But Duke knows better than to think the turkey just walked out on his own accord. He's not smart enough to do that, he said. So Duke is convinced those darn dogs came and took them. So now they're going after the dogs, but first they tell Queenie to stay there. Don't want the lady to put herself in a dangerous situation. Hmm. Not very feminist. No, not very feminist. And Queenie ends up watching the whole thing anyway. <laughs> but in in shock and horror, just every once in a while. First, we'll make it quick. Back to the dogs. They're starting to get cold now. Right. We see snow begin to fall for about a second because someone just threw a clump of snow from off stage to quickly show it's cold now. <laughs> It's the dinosaur Caesar series finale, which yeah. we will never do on TPIF, by the way, Tommy. Oh, oh thank God no, for that. No, because it was on Wednesdays by that point. Yeah. Oh, oh Mike with the it, facts. Okay. Okay. No, it's even thing. better. If it started on TGIF. Yeah, no, it's fair game. We count. But except for the dinosaurs finale, because, you know, that's a rough finale. I don't like talking about We're never. Yeah, Derek. He, uh, I, I don't even want to think about it. Continue, Mike. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's good. Uh, 
And Tom's hiding in a very familiar trash can, but I guess every metal trash can in 1983 looked exactly like that. Tommy, get out of there. <laughs> a lot of like Jack's Pacific 1998 <laughs> WWF style trash cans. <laughs> Littering the, the set. The blue one that came with that red Mark Marrow figure from the yeah. White Wire set. Yep. <laughs> Mark Marrow, man. Yep. Didn't think he'd come up again this season, but here we are. <laughs> But now the cats have arrived looking for Tom. The dogs try and play dumb at first, including Chi Chi going, me no speak English. Big yikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Duke says they want to talk about the cat contract. There's a clause he'd <laughs> like to go over with them, and it's fighting time. Oh. My favorite scene, by the way, because it literally just turns into Paul Fusco and all the puppeteers just throwing the the, <laughs> the all the puppets like uh, behind a giant um, fence. fence. I love it's a good like, puppet fight. Oh, so do I. It, it's it, it's just so ridiculous. This is my favorite scene. It's like a it's it's just a cloud of smoke away from being a cartoon fight. <laughs> really? You know, and they just roll around in, in a big yeah. circle, big yeah. ball of violence. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be this is gonna be a new big ball of violence. Is gonna be the new uh, wrestling pay per view name. Yeah, come on, you guys, check out big ball of violence. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the you're the wrestling guy here. If it works for you, it works for everybody. Sorry, yeah, Mike. Let's keep going. I just had, that's a All that's good. a good that's a good pay per view name, man. I can't let money just lay on the floor like that. Understood. But to my amazement, it's Tom himself who breaks up this fight, shouting at both parties they should be ashamed of themselves for fighting like cats and dogs. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Dogs. <laughs> cats complain it's their hunger making them fight with the dogs, and the dogs complain it's freezing out here, and Tom finally helps the two groups to stop only thinking about themselves and see what's happening right in front of them. You guys have warm shelter, but no food. And you guys got... Ah, we have lots of food, but no shelter. Oh, at last. Inspiration. If they share with each other, they might solve both their problems. Sure. Right in the beginning, you you catch that. You go, okay, cat's got warm shelter, no food. Dog's got food, no shelter. So you're like, yeah, cool, got it. But it takes a while, and there's a lot of fist fighting and sneaking around and and paying mice to hop into windows and all kinds of strange stuff to get to that point, you know? It's a journey. It is a journey. Thank you, Fusco. And uh, mm-hmm. and neither group is convinced right away, so Tom says, Well, I know just the thing that will bring you all together. A nice play. What? Acting. Yeah, that brings people together, man. Certainly doesn't send anybody running in the opposite direction. The idea of local theater. There you go. Um, yep. Then, yeah, well... I'll 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 stay quiet about my opinions on local theater, but uh, yeah. Oh, and no, no. I, I I just I'm 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 brought to uh, you know having to see like these these terrible local uh, performances and stuff. But that's what we needed right now in Thanksgiving. We needed this to bring people together with terrible local performances. There you go. Yeah, cats and dogs are now both flabbergasted but the turkey's pumped because now they've got work to do to put on a show which tom promises will be the greatest thing to hit this alley and what follows is definitely up my alley (laughs) so 
we almost sort of Wayne's World blurred is all back into the cat shed <laughs> where they've invited the dogs to stay for the winter while the dogs have brought over some of their food. A single fruit basket. Oh. Probably more, but that's all we see. Yeah, let's hope there's more after all that. Baby steps. Baby um, steps. <laughs> that's right. I want to bring everything right away. No, no. They got pace themselves. Yeah. They've made a theater curtain with a pair of quilts hanging on a clothesline, and I got some Muppet Family Christmas vibes with that makeshift stage, even though it predates oh, good this. One. This predates uh, Muppet Family Christmas. But you remember the Sesame Street gang putting on Twas the Night Before Christmas in Fozzie's mom's house? That's what this reminded me of. Wow. Good You're call. not really that off, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. You know, you see Muppet Family Christmas, and they, like – that just seems like the pinnacle of holiday specials. I was hoping to find something like that with Thanksgiving. And, you know, Fusco comes through, man. Yeah. And through the curtain pops Tom, now in a director's hat, because this is a serious production. Mm-hmm. Queenie and Oscar the dog are our audience, while Tom narrates the story of the first Thanksgiving, or the kindergarten version of it anyway, featuring the dogs as Indians and the cats as pilgrims. I like that the dogs bring out a tiny wooden cutout of a teepee while the cats bring out a tiny wooden cutout of a cottage. The <laughs> brick chimney for some reason. Go with what you know. Well, have you all seen a pilgrim settlement house from the 1600s? They didn't have brick chimneys. <laughs> well, sure they did. You weren't there, Mike. Who are you to judge? <laughs> They're still standing, some of them. And their chimneys are very much wood like the rest of the house, or should I say thatched roof cottages? <laughs> okay, so where does this out of cinematic Thanksgiving performances, where does this performance stack up next to uh, Adam's Family Values? I knew you were going oh. to say that. <laughs> uh, well... Nobody gets set on fire in this one, so that's minus a few points. No one gets set on fire in this one, but this one actually uh, reaches its finale. So yeah, so so points there. Yeah, kind of equals out a little bit. But that that monologue by Wednesday in that movie is one of my favorite monologues in all of cinema. Oh, dude, yeah, so good. Not really a fan of at least one cat and one dog being too macho to wear costumes in a play. Yeah. Seriously, and he had one, on. like I hope my mom doesn't see me, or anybody who laughs gets you broadcast. It. Shut up and do the show. <laughs> yeah, but some turkey. Their families are all ashamed of them anyway. <laughs> they're they're homeless. Is this not yeah. being broadcast? Li- exactly. It's being broadcast live. Um, no, we're in a shack in the middle of an alley, and we're animals. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's the Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pizza, sir. <laughs> Oscar helpfully throws a pile of fake snow to show winter has set in, forcing the pilgrims and Indians to work together and help each other to survive and to make a pact to gather again every November for a harvest meal of Thanksgiving. Well, didn't quite work out like that. It's puppets putting on a show, so fine. Mm. Let's keep the reality out of it. (laughs) (laughs) It was 1983. They haven't... They're working with what they got. There was certainly no... um no uh, cats delivering blankets covered with infectious diseases to the dogs, you know, following this, this that special. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we need a Thanksgiving tale part two. Mm. And it's Civil War. <laughs> 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 uh, 
There's a cute line the two groups decide to bury the hatchet. Hey, where's the hatchet? Chauncey buried it. Good one. I like it. Yeah, and then (laughs) things wrap up pretty quickly from here. They have banter like that. Tom's a really cranky director now that he knows he's not going to be eaten. Oh, I knew he needed more rehearsal time. No one would listen to me. He wants to get the show over with so we can get out of there and start his career, but... But first, the closing number. Just look all around and you'll realize there is so much to be thankful for. It just doesn't matter how little you have. If you have friends, you'll never be poor. Reach deep inside and I'm sure that you'll find the moral is perfectly clear. Just leave all your feelings of anger behind. Let the Thanksgiving spirit last throughout the year. And if you all have a Thanksgiving playlist, this is the song to add to it. That's true. If you're going to take one from the special, it is the closing number. There you go. I mean, the dog and cat songs were pretty good, too. But this one's on topic. Yes. I don't know if the song has a name, but Thanksgiving Magic, perhaps. Because that's a line in it. Uh, It's a cute super synthed up little anthem they wrote here. You could play that back to back with uh, Feel Thanksgiving Every Day from the Garfield special. Yep. And (laughs) just be wrapped in a blanket of range 80s emotions. Absolutely. But, But that's it as the song finishes. The camera pans back outside as snow falls and the credits roll. It was a very charming little pocket universe they created here. Yeah, I, I have not seen the other holiday specials in this uh, set here. I know that I don't know how related they are. I don't know if we're talking maybe use some puppets. Who knows? But, you know, there's a whole world of Paul Fusco holiday specials in this vein. So I don't know, maybe there's a continuation there in some way or another. Maybe it, it sure seems like it because the puppets in the screenshots that I've seen of the other ones do look very familiar. That Easter bunny on the one looks like it could be this queenie puppet with longer ears. Wow. Queenie gets a second role. There you go. It's almost kind of meta, you know, is this yeah. about acting and putting on a play and then these puppets get other acting roles in the future as puppets. I will say this. Um, the fact that Tom is too big for this place. and wants to, Finish the job and get out. Uh, Pixar ripped that off for cars. <laughs> oh, do they? Ooh. Pixar just taking all their plots from 1980s puppet specials. <laughs> uh, holiday puppet specials. Sure. <laughs> You're talking about the Christmas, the Christmas toy also, right, Mike? I sure am. Oh. Uh, any final thoughts on a Thanksgiving tale? I will say uh, to the listeners who haven't seen it yet, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it yet off the top because we were talking before we started recording, but uh, this is on YouTube in full. Uh, there's also a version that I have l- uploaded, including um, some vintage Thanksgiving commercials. And it's certainly not something that I've done for views because the other one uh, s- just trumps it completely. But uh, if you want a little bit of Thanksgiving feelings, then I highly recommend checking it out. It's on YouTube. Watch either version, the one I uploaded or the other one, and uh, you will be thoroughly filled with feelings as Tom is filled with crackers. That's 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 what I got to say about that. There you go. I'll put that one in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for introducing me to this, Jamie. It's a fantastic little special. 
I'm glad that it is so, so rarely can I find something that, you know, nobody has quite seen yet. And when I was looking, I was trying to find anything, like you said, off the top, Mike, there's nothing on this online. Like, you know, there's no behind the scenes. Nobody wrote anything about working on it. It's, it's just a mystery, but a few reviews that I did see were posted by people who were like, Oh, I watched this as a kid. I loved it so much. I'm so glad to see it again. So it does mean something to somebody. And uh, I'm glad that I could, you know, help uh, bring this to your attention because now you're broadcasting it out. So hopefully more people will find it, you know? Yeah. It's a whole new audience now. Let's hope. And I should clarify those commercials are not commercials from when it aired. These are Thanksgiving related commercials from other things. Yeah. I found a, I found Mm -hmm. a, a whole bunch of, to get stuff all from 83 so there's like an 87 sears snoopy promo promo that pops up and yep. a bunch of other things but it, I, I was like initially trying to find just 83 thanksgiving commercials and i was like this is this is such a task that i've created for myself for no reason so i've just worked in any 80s you know there's some good stuff in there butterball um, yep. definitely worth your time folks it fits it's a treat go treat yourself i am um... I would say if you're going to watch a version, watch Jamie's version. I didn't know that you're the one that uploaded that. Yes. <laughs> um, I just watched it. Oh, cool, cool. Literally says his name right I there. Didn't, I didn't look at who uploaded it. <laughs> it was with commercials. There we go. No, that's fair. Okay. Um, so that one's like, you know, like that's a nice warm ho- uh, holiday blanket. I would say don't watch this alone. Double feature it with something else. So you get like a good one-two punch of Halloween ha- mm-hmm. or Thanksgiving happiness. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Because it, it, it is... It is a little dry at times, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to make something completely family friendly in 1983. So on a budget, if, on a, on a shoestring budget, you know, quite, quite clearly when you watch it, mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's, it's a lot more charming than other things I've seen where like, I think you brought up, uh, what was the Henson one that was called the Christmas gift? Christmas toy, Christmas toy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there's some horrifying looking puppets in that, that are like scary. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's there's nothing like that in this. They they're all kind of cute and you know something nice to throw on with the, if you got kids hanging around or something like that. It's, it's there's no nightmare fuel in this uh, as far as nope. I could say. Besides besides a little besides some uh, insensitive moments with a uh, Mexican accent from the Chihuahua. They, this is this is pretty well rounded, albeit a bit dry. So Tommy, you're right. I would say double feature it with something that maybe a, maybe a King of the Hill. That will feature it with a King of the Hill Thanksgiving special so you can get a good hearty mm-hmm. chuckle. You know, Chad, what did you think, man? You are you are the Thanksgiving uh, influencer uh, on, on the inner on the blogos- blogosphere. So, you know, what what I I try to be. Um, what's your take? It, it was it was it, it's it's not my favorite. In fact, I'm probably I liked it. I thought it was again very shoestring budget. It kind of reminded me of early Nickelodeon productions yeah. and very um, it, like I, I mean, I, it, it, Mike, Tommy, we did a uh, Nickelodeon episode just a little while ago, but this really reminded me of the things that would air on Nickelodeon at the time. Um, it, it was it was good. It was okay. I I I I guess this was kind of Paul Fusco kind of figuring out what his strengths and weaknesses were. I think that there was some good here, you know. But it, it, it's it's I I would do, I I agree with Tommy. It was a little yeah. dry, you know. It was a little dry at times. Um, I I definitely definitely suggest checking it out just because um, you know, there's not that many 
special Thanksgiving, you know, uh, specials out there. So definitely give it a shot. Well, Chad, you said he's a little dry. Nothing that a little gravy can't fix, right, folks? Oh. There you go. Oh, no, that's true. That's very true. And on that note, if people want to have you for dinner, the well-meaning kind, I hope, <laughs> where can they find you on the internet, Chad? So, yeah, uh, horrormoviebarbecue.com. If it's airing in July, I'm going to be doing uh, Motu Month. I'm going to be doing some He-Man wow. stuff uh, this yes. month. Yes. Um, and uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you can at Horror Movie Barbecue. And Tom? I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm at Classic Tomedy. That's Tomedy with a T and Classic with a C. And Jamie? Twitter at Brain Exploder, one word. I draw some weird pictures, some uh, uh, self-aware erotic Garfield art. So check me out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Please do check out all of my good buds here. I'm on Twitter at Ball West Mike and Advent Calhouse. You can find the complete show notes for all the tangents we went on in Advent Calendar Dot House. Yeah, well, what's new? Uh, I got one more special for you before we wrap up our countdown to Christmas in July. Stay tuned for that in a couple of days. Until then, for Jamie, Chad, and Tom, from my cozy tool shed that just got a bit more crowded but also filled with a lot more love, this is Mike Westfall saying watch out for that icy patch and take care of each other, y'all. Gobble, gobble. Man, do you remember like 20 minutes ago we were talking about the movie Funland? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. How, how did we get to that? Oh, when the, uh... I have ADHD, that's why. Oh, there we go. That's we like all a squeaking from that movie. I was just thinking, that's right. I had him like, we were talking with a rifle like 20 minutes ago. How did that happen? Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Yep. <laughs> And now, these messages. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. We're a married couple living in New York City. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably love Christmas just as much as we do. In our podcast, Christmas Time in the City, we talk about the history and traditions of the holidays in New York City. The Rockefeller Center Christmas Tree, Caroling in Washington Square Park, New Year's Eve in Times Square, the classic Christmas movies filmed here, we cover it all. In listener mail, we answer questions from listeners like you that may be planning a trip or maybe just curious about us. And in Christmas Confidential, we read anonymous listener-submitted Christmas confessions to help people finally get their deepest Yuletide secrets off their chest. So subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon. Unless you don't want to, then just forget about it. Really? What, too much? (laughs) No, it's fine. Next time on the season finale of the Advent Calendar House... It's my favorite time of the year! It's that magical time of good cheer! I guess part of the reasons the heart of the season of Christmas is practically here.